0: Welcome to Florida Matters More, the podcast for Florida Matters, WUSF public media show about the issues and events that Floridians care about. I'm Robin Sussingham, host of Florida Matters, and you can hear Florida Matters Tuesday evenings at 6.30 and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7, streaming on WUSF.org. You can also hear it Mondays at 10 p.m. on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. This week on Florida Matters, it's our monthly news roundtable. And unfortunately, there was some horrific news this month. Here in the studio with me are Florida Matters producer Stephanie Colombini. Hey, Robin. Zach Anderson, political editor of the Sarasota Herald Tribune. Hey, Robin. hey, And Steve Newborn, WUSF assistant news director. Hello, Robin. We also spoke to Jessica Bakeman of NPR affiliate WLRN in Miami. She's been covering the school shooting in Parkland. This is just a terribly hard thing for any of us to process, much less young teenagers. And Zach, I'm sure you've been hearing a fallout at Sarasota and Manatee schools. Social media has been going crazy with rumors. Um, Have you heard of anything? Yeah,
1: there's a lot of conversations going on about how to strengthen school security, harden schools so that... Um, you know, you have maybe just one entryway uh, that, you know, maybe have bulletproof glass in some of these schools. I know uh, Governor Rick Scott convened uh, a task force and there's some local school board members from the Sarasota area um, who are going up there. Uh, school board member Bridget Ziegler and uh, uh, one of the high school principals who are going up to Tallahassee, I believe, to discuss uh, some of these school security measures. Mm-hmm. Um
0: that's something I think everyone can agree on. Yeah, I think I it mean, is. Whether, Oftentimes, however you feel about gun control, yeah. make the schools safer. Give some more money for these school resource officers.
1: And a lot makes, of ta- you know, a lot of the times, that's what it comes down but to. people How do much not, are you willing to spend? And and mm-hmm. it takes a tragedy like this sometimes to convince people that, look, we do need to put more resources into this because you don't have uh, school resource officers at every school. Usually they're limited to the secondary schools. Some school districts have them at elementary schools, but not all of them. Um, You don't necessarily have all the hardening uh, that you might like to have. Well,
0: it's very tough as a parent to take your child to a school and have it look like a state prison. I mean, you don't want to see barbed wire. You don't want to see... It's school. You want it. To, you want to think of it how it was for you, you know. And so I think there's a psychological barrier as much as, as the money. Don't you think, Steve? It's a psychological barrier to seeing, you know, barricades around where you're dropping your child off for school.
2: Yeah, my my kid's school is a very bucolic setting. It's in a former Orange Grove. And after one of the shootings a couple years ago, there's been so many. The sad thing is I can't remember which shooting this was. I understand. They put up a chain-link fence around, and I'm looking at this thing like, oh, that looks awful. Mm -hmm. It's just a chain-link fence. You're not talking about, you know, guard towers and bulletproof glass. The metal
0: detectors. Uh, Yeah,
2: none of that. So, you know, you wonder if somebody's got an A. they're going to probably hop that fence really easy. But, uh, you know, just the sight of it is kind of discerning. And it's a real shame that something like this has to happen.
0: Well, and also you're going to take the money from somewhere. So you're saying, okay, let's finally, you know, put the money into making the schools more secure. But that means you're probably going to have fewer art classes. And music classes. I mean, the the money is going to... It's not an unlimited supply. It's going to come from somewhere. Yeah,
2: and the the legislature is talking about a a bill right now that would limit the ability of school districts to tax themselves So at the same time. So where's this money going to come from, right?
0: And that's going to be a future Florida Matters on local control versus state and national control. That's That's a great topic. we could
2: talk about that.
0: And social (laughs) media, you know, like Snapchat and Twitter, have been really amping up the chaos. Um, The shooting had ripple effects facts. In our area, by Friday the 16th, a student in South Carolina had posted a Snapchat message threatening a school in Lakeland. Two more teenagers in Polk County were arrested that day for making threats. The police were sent to the campuses. Kids didn't go to school. Um, It was crazy.
2: There was another threat on Monday in uh, Braden River High School. Uh, Police don't know how credible it is, but it seems to have taken a life with someone. I don't know whether this engenders copycat you know, uh, accusations or calls in, but uh, social
0: yeah. media just adds a whole different layer to this to this thing, right?
3: Well, and social media is where the shooter kind of first revealed himself as being this sketchy character. Um, You know, he had commented on a YouTube video saying, I wanna be a professional school shooter. And that's what people are pointing to as we should, you know, authorities should have the ability to react when they see something like that on social media to, you know, track that person down and bring them in for questioning and stuff because, you know, maybe he could have been stopped ahead of time, but then you also have, right, plenty of people who are just wasting Everybody's time and resources never meant to follow through on any sort of violence, and are just kind of being jerks online. But But where do you? But
0: with this Nicholas Cruz, there was that YouTube comment, which Mm -hmm. I could see them saying, "Oh, it's just you know, there's so many crazy comments on YouTube." But then when, when someone used a tip line, someone who knew him used an FBI tip line to say he's got weapons, he's saying crazy things, he's threatening the school, and then the National FBI never even referred that to the local FBI. It seems like the simplest thing, in the opinion of Robin Sussingham, (laughs) have a better tip line. Have a local tip line. If they're getting 2,000 tips a day, which is what they said the FBI was getting, maybe we should have local tip lines that people can call. Because obviously, someone was trying to do something. Right. And I mean, I think I saw that, I mean, there were
3: dozens of police calls made to his house. I mean, it was clear for a long time that he's had issues. Um, but I think it was Omar Mateen during the poll shooting. You know, the FBI had looked at, into him in the past and sort of gave up their
0: um, investigation. I feel like this has happened. It, it seems before. like it does. But you know what they always say? They're, I mean, really, we have no idea how many crazy people are out right. there that they're looking at. And yeah. so if one of those 10,000 crazy people does act on it, It's sort of a needle in the haystack kind of a thing. And this
1: is kind of the um, argument that gun control advocates make is that it can be very hard to stop somebody who is dedicated on doing harm. And that, um, you know, gun
0: control critics,
1: gun control advocates who want to see these guns taken out of their hands, period. Oh, the gun control
0: critics use that argument, too, and say they'll find a way if they're dedicated to to causing mayhem in their high school. It's going to be very difficult to stop them.
1: Yeah. So you can see the argument going both ways. Uh, you know, the, it is true that if somebody is dedicated to causing harm, um, they are going to find a way. Now, if, is it going to be less of a problem if they don't have access to some of these uh, weapons that can cause mass amounts of harm? And I think that's the debate we're going to see play out here in the next few weeks.
3: Because right. with the assault rifle, I mean, had he just had a gun or a knife. Yeah, he probably still would have killed people and it would have been a tragic day. But I mean, he was able to fire off like 150 shots or something like that. The assault weapons just give you so much more power to cause mass destruction. It seems
0: like it. But when they actually go back and look at the studies, they're saying, you know, people who are practiced, you know how to use guns, they can reload very quickly. It's what, But I want to let me go to one thing from this. So Democrats are using this tragedy to call for gun control. And you've heard you've heard people saying Republicans, the NRA, Governor Scott literally have blood on their hands. So do you think there's going to be political fallout from this?
1: That That's a good question. I don't think the base of either party, I, I don't think the Republican base is going to public uh, punish Republicans if they don't move forward with uh, gun control measures. Um, and I, I don't think that, you know, I think the the two parties are pretty well defined on these issues. And a lot of they're kind of speaking to their base to some degree. I mean, they are trying to convince the the people in the middle who don't have as strong of opinions on this. But it seems like this is a debate that is really controlled by the the base on either side, the people who have very strong beliefs. And it's hard to budge those uh, budge them off those beliefs and f- yeah. try and find some common ground here you
2: know plus by the time the elections roll around in November, this is going to be I hate to say it ancient history you know people's memories are really short, and you know a similar amount of time has already passed since the pulse nightclub shootings and outside of orlando, I don't think that's in many people's minds, so you know how much
1: legs is this going to have yeah. by the time the elections roll around
0: that's like that's like a long time till November isn't it in political but Political it is time. an issue
1: that could affect turnout, and if if uh, if this is something that. Uh, either Democrats or Republicans are able to get their base uh, excited about. I think Democrats seem to be looking at this and saying, we need to do something. Our base is demanding that we try and do some gun control measures. And, uh, you know, this is also could be something that could energize Democrats going forward uh, in this election season. Yeah, I definitely
2: see this being used to raise a lot of money for the (laughs) the upcoming elections. Right.
3: Right. And I mean, people talk about I mean, there's this kind of stream of comments of you know you you say your thoughts and prayers and that you know you move on and nothing happens and stuff like that but the only question that would maybe set this one I feel like different from the ones in the years past kind of tying in with you know the me too movement of is this finally when people you know sexual harassment had been going on for decades but finally this year something happened that made people you know go hard on you know coming out and social media and sharing everything and then people started losing their jobs one after the next so is this just a year where people are so active and energized that you know finally this will be the shooting that tips things over and you know you see action because it's been happening at least once a year now and You know, we have the same conversation, but something happened in the sexual harassment field this year that finally tipped it over. So maybe the same thing
0: could happen with figuring out the action, though, is the is the tricky part.
2: And the fact that a lot of these protests so far are being led by the students themselves, they're going to Tallahassee. They're going to have a march on Washington. Like we heard Jessica say earlier, I I think that resonates resonates a lot better with the public than it was just it's, the usual it's, yeah. people. It's a lot persons.
1: harder to dismiss young people than it is uh, you know, adults.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Because I don't mean to be flippant at all. These people have been through hell. But they may not have had a civics class. I mean, very, very likely. We don't teach civics anymore. They might not even understand what the Second Amendment is, why it's so important to a lot of Americans. It has a lot more to do than than just owning a gun. It's all about liberty and individual rights. It's a very philosophical conversation, and with young people now not getting any sort of civics education.
1: I, I also think that the philosophical debate is not necessarily what moves things. It's more of an emotional debate, and if a, a kid can speak from the heart and... Uh, Make a emotional connection with people. It might be more likely that something happens. I mean, people. Re- that's what tends to move, uh, you know, politics along. Is when people just feel like there's a overwhelming sort of gut uh, response that uh, they they can't ignore.
0: But I don't know if it's best to make decisions policy based on emotion. I do. I agree with you. That is probably what happens a lot of the time. But is that the way we really should be making decisions and making policy? Is based on emotion, not based on what evidence shows us to be to be to work.
1: Sure, no, and where the money question. should
0: go to keep kids safe. Um, speaking of politics, there's been speculation that the turnover in the Sarasota State House seat to a Democrat could have implications. For Vern Buchanan's congressional seat, it was his son, James Buchanan, that lost, was the Republican that lost that uh, state house seat.
1: Yeah, the son lost. Is the father next? I mean, that's That's a a, a logical question, especially because this state house seat is almost totally encompassed within the congressional seat that Vern Buchanan holds. But there are a lot of differences. You know, James Buchanan, the son, was a very inexperienced, first-time candidate, had Uh, a little bit of a trouble finding his footing as a candidate. He was running in a district that was, uh, you know, Republican, but not as Republican as the congressional district that his father holds. He also didn't have as much money as his father has. He didn't have an established reputation. You know, Vern Buchanan is, uh, you know, he's been, uh, had six campaigns. He's been in office for quite a while now. So he has a bit of more of a reputation in the community. That being said, and also it's his district, Trump won it by 11 points versus right. uh, less than five points in James Buchanan's district. So um, there are there's some differences uh, that'll make it a lot harder to knock off firm Buchanan if Democrats think that they can do that. But they do have recruited uh, a, a pretty credible candidate who has raised some money. And there's a uh, there was a nonpartisan political handicapper called the Cook Report, uh, which recently moved the seat from uh, into a more competitive from category, reliable
0: yeah, to... to
1: likely Republican. Mm-hmm. So they still think it's likely that Verne Buchanan wins, but it's it's inching into a more competitive territory in their mind. And I think a lot of that is because uh, the the candidate that the Democrats have recruited David Shapiro. He's a local attorney. Uh, He's raised a quarter of a million dollars. He actually raised more money in the fourth quarter of 2017 than Firm Buchanan raised. Uh, So he's shown that he's a a serious uh, contender, whether, uh, you know, he can build up as strong a campaign as uh, Margaret Good did in the state house. District 72 race remains to be seen, and he has uh, more of an uphill climb than she did.
0: Zach Anderson, political editor of the Sarasota Herald Tribune. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. I love having you here. Steve Newborn. Always love seeing you. Thank Assistant you, News Director at WUSF and Stephanie Columbini, the lovely producer of Florida Matters. Thanks. Thank you so much. I'm Robin Sussingham. Thanks for joining us. Listen to Florida Matters Tuesdays at 6:30 p.m., Sunday mornings at 7:30 on WUSF 89.7. You can always find it online at wusf.org and come back next week for another episode of Florida Matters More. We missed one week cuz it was we were in pledge drive mode, but For the next few weeks, we're going to be doing it weekly. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.